Welcome everybody to Straight Shooter Wrestling Podcast. This is our Hell in a Cell episode. Steve, how you doing? Actually, don't worry about me, Sandy. Welcome back, my dude. I, you are a breath of toxic air that I cannot wait to talk to. How was your long, drawn-out vacation? Uh, you know what? It, like you said, it was long. It was a little too long. I'm happy to be back in the disgusting Canadian weather. I left it ice cold, and now I've come back to it absolutely disgustingly hot. That's just how it is in Canada. We just do extremes. We don't ever do nice weather unless it's October. Uh, but mostly, it's just nice to be back in my setup with the proper equipment, the proper technology, so that we can actually get straight shoe rolling here. Speaking of which, if you are an audio listener and you're listening on apple Podcasts, congratulations you can now listen to us on apple Podcasts. of course you can listen to us in all other podcast services including spotify and uh, google Podcasts. and of course you can watch us if you are watching us right now on youtube and you're watching the video version steve any interesting countries that have popped up as a as an audio listener i know last time that we talked we had nigeria in the books i know we've been yeah. looking closely hoping to see the falkland islands i did see some some south american action i think i saw bolivia santiago de chile in there colombia brazil we're becoming international buddy any any new places to celebrate um i just want to give a shout out because uh, i did talk to heel kev about this offline but a lot of our listeners in the Middle East, I have found out, are American troops serving overseas. Hell yeah. So they have been so once again, thank you for your service, like always. But we've got Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, Jeddah, Cairo, Israel, Kuwait. Um, we've got Athens. We hit Athens, Greece. Let's go. Like, let's go. The the uh, home of philosophy. Like, yeah, and like I said to, uh, like I said the other week, I don't know how we're broadcasting in Moscow with everything going on right now, but what up, Moscow? <laughs> um, but we have br- blown up in Finland. Let's Helsinki, go. Tampere, I'm not even going to pronounce this one, and Ulu. So what up, Finland? What up, Finland, indeed. And if you are listening to this podcast and you heard the beginning, you heard right. This is our Hell in a Cell go-home episode of Straight Shoot, a wrestling podcast. Um, Of course, we do this for every um, pay-per-view. If you want to watch our live reactions of the pay-per-view, make sure to head over to the Straight Shoot TikTok, where we will be watching the pay-per-view live. But without any further ado, Steve, I think we should just jump into this because, spoiler alert, this card sucks balls sandy i think i saw this card on monday night raw last week the week before the week before that and the week after the last pay-per-view premium live event my ass this what are we paying for i i mean i don't understand uh how this is a premium live event we don't even have the champion uh the the undisputed champion no less defending here uh we don't have half of of um of the people who should be in pay-per-views are not in this pay-per-view there's no, there's no Sheamus. There's no New Day. There's, it's very lack. There's no bloodline in this. It's a very lackluster uh, card. And of course, we're gonna talk a little bit more about about it. What's on your mind, Steve? Premium live event with only two titles on the line. One is the United States title, and the other is the Raw Women's title. No, uh, Raw uh, SmackDown Women's title. 
no undisputed tag title, no undisputed championship, no IC championship. That's literally three quarters of all the titles that are being held right now are not being defended at Hell in a Cell. This goes back to one of our underrated, overrated conversations about Hell in a Cell on TikTok that we recently did. Why is this even a pay-per-view anymore? Or sorry, a premium live event. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. But uh, I mean, let's jump into it. And maybe if we have time towards the end, uh, we can do a little bit of fantasy booking and add some additional matches to this card. Uh, like you said, every title, uh, several titles are missing. Maybe we can add some uh, some matches to the card here. But let's go ahead and get started. Let's give our preview and uh, predictions of uh, the entire uh, Hell in a Cell card. We've got starting off with Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match. The only Hell in a Cell match in a pay-per-view titled Hell in a Cell. Um, Steve, I I know this is going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Here's the problem. And here's the problem with that I had with Adam Page as AEW champion. I know his matches are going to be good, but I don't give a shit. I I am I don't give a shit. Um I've lost interest in this feud. I I there is a reason why it's sports entertainment, not just professional wrestling. There has to be more than just great in-ring work for me to care and be invested. And I've lost that care and I've lost that investment. I know that our listeners are just going to say, "Y'all just hate Cody Rhodes." I'm sorry, but I'm I'm also feeling that way about Seth Rollins, and I love Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, we'll dive more into this, but Steve, what are your initial thoughts here? Um, I've kept up with Raw most mostly every week. Uh, I think I missed two weeks ago, but the only good thing I can say about this feud, we already know that there's good in-ring work, and I am just going to say good. I'm not even going to say great because there's been a couple of matches where it's been the exact same sequences over and over and over between the two of them two of them and it's the same counters it's the same everything it's just uh the same old song and dance as they used to say the one thing i can say that has been absolutely phenomenal with this build for the feud have been the promos seth rollins absolutely annihilating cody on the mic uh on monday night this past week uh i think the quote was you can't go somewhere else and try and destroy the throne and then come back and take mine. Beautiful. Oh Poetic. my God. Like poetry in motion, as they like to say. So the the promos for this have been exceptional. But it's a hell in a cell match, and I don't fucking care. Okay, here's my question, Steve. You know, you've you you've already mentioned something. Um, that mm-hmm. leads me into this question. You mentioned that a lot of the sequences from their Mania match and their WrestleMania Backlash match were very similar. A lot of the same key points, a lot of the same high notes, a lot of the same low notes. Does the Hell in a Cell match stipulation hamper them or allow them to get more creative to the point where we might actually get a different sequence of events rather than the predictability that we got during WrestleMania Backlash. What are your thoughts? I think for both of their careers and the point that they're at right now, they don't have a choice. They have already done everything they can do in a match, in a build. They've pulled out all their best moves. 
they really the only thing they really like Seth has left is that corkscrew frog splash that we haven't seen since mania or SummerSlam last year but all i'm saying is they they need to to actually make this feud interesting again and to end it a hell in a cell match like you said the other the other day um is the culmination of a feud right doesn't feel like it when this doesn't feel like it no it doesn't i think they're gonna go again and they're gonna go pretty much to SummerSlam because who's cody gonna feud with now there has been some rumblings we'll get into that in a minute but with this match we are also seeing cody rhodes with this whole persona of i want to please my dad so we all know dusty in a big match is gonna bleed right you know he's always gonna show color there's going to be a lot of color in this match cody's gonna get busted open bad and there's gonna be a few extracurriculars happening we'll say i think vince will finally let them loose off the leash a little bit and let this get a little violent but i nothing compared to what double or nothing was the other night what about you santi like like give me something good that could happen in this match i i think best case scenario is seth rollins gives cody rhodes his mick foley treatment and what i mean is let me i guess rephrase that seth rollins could be the mick foley to Cody Rhodes' Triple H or to Cody Rhodes' Randy Orton. Cody Rhodes needs, and I really believe this, and I'm not, and you know I'm not a huge fan of like very violent matches. I think Cody Rhodes in this situation needs a very violent match, something to get us to believe in him and endear us to this comeback. This is what this is what I mean by the Mick Foley effect. Mick Foley got us to care about Randy Orton and their street after their street fight. Mick Foley got us to care about Triple H after their Hell in a Cell. I think that Cody Rhodes needs this moment for us to to see him more as this coming of age story of I'm finally ready to take my daddy's mantle. I think we need something more than that. Cody can't rely off of the Dusty effect, especially not with a younger audience that does not know who Dusty is. I think we like I think we need some color and I'm not the biggest fan of it anymore and I think this match would actually significantly benefit from it. It definitely is going to benefit for some color and I think my second question to you right now is who goes off the top? I don't you think know, either of them. Um, it, I, I, I don't. I don't see either of them going off the top. I, um, I'm. My prediction is neither. Does it need it? Depends. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Like the going off the top. It's. It. I don't want to say that it's lost its allure. Um, because it's still always a pretty hellacious bump. But I don't think this needs this. Uh, I think it just really needs nasty in-ring psychology. All right. My next question to you is because I've kind of kept up with kind of the rumblings as well. Do you see a run-in? No. Uh, I.e. 
Bray Wyatt's ominous tweet that he sent out the other day? I, I've learned to realize that wrestlers are just giant fucking trolls on the internet these days. I don't trust uh, I don't trust any of their tweets as far as I can throw the big show. Um, I, will, I, I will not believe any sort of cryptic tweets moving forward. I'm looking at you, Becky Lynch. You've literally ruined it for everybody. Um, so... And, and and recently Bailey, also you Bailey. Um, no, hey, I edge don't see as well. Edge as well. Yeah, edge as well. well, yeah. I, I, you know what? I actually we'll get to this, but I actually think Edge started with real predictions or who he actually wants in the faction, and now he's just trolling. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just escalating to trolling. But okay, very quick because we spent quite a bit of time on this. Who do you have going over? He can't win three in a row. It's Seth. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, the only I'm going to pick Cody just because if there is a superstar that could eat three losses in a row and not get uh, and not get damaged at this point in their career, it is Seth freaking Rollins. So I'll pick Cody Rhodes just to be uh, a little bit different. But let's move on into what I personally believe could be the show stealer, depending on how long they let these ladies go. We've got Bianca Belair going up against Asuka and going up against Becky Lynch in a triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. On paper, I am drooling at the at the women that are in this match. I am drooling. I think that this could be absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the build uh, with Asuka's return and her being butting heads with, with Becky Lynch. I just think that on paper, letting these women do what they do with between a combination of Bianca's strength, because she can do some things that 99% of women in wrestling cannot do. Uh, Asuka's... Um, Tech, technical abilities on the mat and Becky Lynch's in-ring psychology, this could be fantastic. I get vibes of The Rock versus Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker at Vengeance when I see these women. That's the vibe that I'm getting. Is it going to be that good? Who the hell knows? I'm just saying I am I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic as to what we could get here. I'm halfway there with you. Um, I feel the build hasn't been enough for me. Um, if you're going to make this match and you're going to make this a title match, I believe a title match at Hell in a Cell needs to be in the cell. Um, it hasn't been confirmed if it is or not. They could throw a swerve with us and say, you know what? We're going to make this a Hell in a Cell match to make, you know, Becky could do a, I'm not going into this match and keep walking away, and Adam Pierce comes out and says, get in the ring, bring the cell down. I think that would be, again, a even better build to this match, or to get us into Steve, that. Steve, real quick question. Uh, yeah. B- b- I don't want to derail your thought entirely. With the card that we have right now, which is a rather weak card, if we put Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch for the women's title in a Hell in a Cell, do you think it deserves to be the main event? Absolutely absolutely no questions asked um but to get back to where i was going with this if they put it in a cell i would be 100 with you that the in-ring uh ability of oscar the psychology of becky and the powerhouse that is bianca belair you could potentially have a seven or eight star match um on the cards right here um do i care enough 
to believe that Bianca is going to drop the title? Absolutely not. My pick for this match is Bianca Belair. I'm just going to throw it out there. And I never pick Bianca because I just don't want to. But at the end of the day, I see some very scary spots in this match because it is a more violent pay-per-view. Not very violent, but they're going to try and pull things off that they don't quite often do. So my biggest concern is the scary spots in this match. I have no no uh, disfaith in the wrestlers' abilities. I'm just concerned with this match that they're going to try and be the showstoppers when they don't need to be. If it's not in a cell, they don't need to go over and above. Just have a clean, really good, normal wrestling match and move on to whenever SummerSlam is. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I think this is Bianca Belair's to to win. Um, I, I think that in terms of build, I find it a little bit weird that this is the match that they go with. I think that they could have done something else with Bianca Belair, um, w- not with Asuka or Becky Lynch, because I actually think that the match people want to see is Asuka versus Becky Lynch, just a one-on-one match after the return of Asuka and their history. Uh, but with that being said, they decided to accelerate us to what I personally believe is a SummerSlam-worthy match. I'm going to pick Bianca Belair because of where we are in the year, because there's still a lot more to unfold between Asuka and Becky Lynch. Um, but like I said, I am highly optimistic as to what these ladies can do in the ring um i'm overall very excited for this one i i got a question is something you just said just registered with me and i'm trying to see where your head's head's at right now do you believe that no disrespect to bianca but do you feel that she's just holding the title right now until bianca or sorry uh, oscar and becky's feud gets a little hotter and I, then they go into... I would have thought that if they had of uh if they had of done a feud between Asuka and Becky Lynch, I would have believed that. But the fact that they are deciding to throw Bianca Belair right into in the middle of this feud right away tells me that Bianca Belair is going to walk away from this match as the winner because of interference between Becky Lynch and Asuka. I think what we get beyond Hell in a Cell is an Asuka-Becky Lynch feud. That's what I'm predicting here. Had this been at SummerSlam, I think it would have been totally different and the title could very well have gone on somebody like Asuka. Okay, fair enough. Santi, I need you to pause. There's a spider about to crawl right on my lens. <laughs> I'm not pausing this. Just f- figure it out. I'll keep people going. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going to have a little bit of technical difficulties as as uh, Steve deals with his uh, with his unwanted house guest, the spider. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I'll reiterate a few things that I was saying. Um, Bianca Belair is one of the most unique women in the roster in terms of her ability to be able to do things that most women cannot. Asuka gives, uh, has some of the best mat, in-ring mat skills, and Becky Lynch just is a an, an amazing storyteller. I'm super pumped for this match. I'm picking Bianca Belair. Steve, are you okay? Did the spider get you? No, I, I'm good. I don't know where it went. It ran behind my camera, so we'll see what happens. We might get oh, a critter crawl. It, it, it's, it's plotting. It's plotting. Oh, okay, yeah. so, oh, so, yeah. so we're both Bianca Belair then. 
Yes, yes. All right, let's move on here to match number three. Match of the card right here. Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. Let's not spend too much time on this. Uh, Bobby Lashley's winning this, right? Like, it's set up for him to be able to get his win back from Omos without Omos taking a pin. Otherwise, like, why else is MVP there? The only thing I'm going to say to this is this has actually been one of the best builds on Monday Night Raw. They've been given a lot of TV time next to uh, Cody and Seth. They're really trying to push Omos. The only reason I think um, Bobby could potentially lose this match is interference from Cedric Alexander. Mm. It's the only thing because he has been quite active in this feud you as well. really think they're gonna give cedric alexander pay-per-view time with how yep. they've been treating them all right yep. okay i don't see it i don't see I'm it i'm still saying i'm still saying bobby lashley but i'm saying the only swerve that we could see is cedric alexander with mvp distracting the referee or something like that yeah i i just think that the that the story uh pieces are there for Lashley to get a win over Omos without uh, Omos taking um, doing the job. Um, like I said, why else is MVP in there? Uh, I'm not too interested in this. Um, I you know Bobby. I'm a yeah, you know I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan, yeah. but Omos just isn't doing it for me. Um, I I'm kind of with you. Like they they've been doing a pretty okay job at getting us to care about the storyline. Um, it's just the storyline's fine. It's just Omos in the ring. It's Great Kali all over again. Like, Great yep. Kali's builds to his matches were cool. Like, I, I, you go back to them, like, the 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 lead-up to every pay-per-view match that the Great Kali had, ah, they're, they're good. But then, you know, you get into the ring and <laughs> you're like, holy shit, I want to go watch 2008 TNA. Who was, it? Who was his valet again that was a great mouth? I can't um, can't remember. He's had a few. I, I, he's had a few. I just can't remember. Somebody in the comments. Will yeah. Know, I, sure. I don't know. Maybe Davari was one of them. That, but is, is, that, is that ringing the bell? I think it was Davari. Okay. Anyway, so we're both Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I think we're both Bobby Lashley here. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on here. And... <laughs> We've got, we've got, this is interesting because I, I, I've, I love this feud, but I'm, I'm more interested in this feud on camera and backstage segments than I am in the ring, but we've got Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother versus Kevin Owens, Ken Owens's younger, younger brother, younger brother. Younger brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we got a, we got ourselves a family feud here, Steve. <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts so far? You know, I love the Ezekiel stuff, but so I'll let you start here. This has been a great feud since it started. Um, I love the one thing I love about Kevin Owens is that he has complete creative control over anything he does. Like he's the, one of the only ones currently that is allowed to go out on the mic, say whatever he wants, because Vince trusts him that much. He is for me, he is carrying this feud. And if it, was anyone else Ezekiel would have died after week two? Um, yeah, honestly, you got me into the right idea that Ezekiel was going to work, and Ezekiel is working, and it's great. The only thing I'm concerned is Ezekiel can't lose in this match because if they want to continue his his rise, Kevin Owens can't go over 
because then he's just gonna be like ha i beat you you're just as bad as your brother ezekiel's just like well you know i don't know what, i don't know what to say they don't really have any dialect for him still he's just like they don't give him enough mic time to build his character he's just like i'm ezekiel elias's younger brother i need to just i'm just a good wrestler and where's my brother gone you know so they need to continue this feud with kevin owens losing his mind yeah so yeah it's it's very predictable this entire card and it it hurts in a way yeah um yeah no I, i'm with you I, my thoughts are actually not even related to this match i actually want to go on a little bit of a uh, of, uh, I, I think Ezekiel's going over. We'll leave it at that. What I want to say is pray, use the next minute and a half here to praise Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens has become the modern day, and I personally think a better version of his heyday, the modern day Chris Jericho. Yep. The man that could take any storyline, whether it's a serious one, whether it's comedy, and make it work and make it main event worthy, right? Think about Chris Jericho making Fandango interesting going into WrestleMania. Like Chris Jericho has the ability to do this. Um, another person, and this is again, more praise to Kevin Owens that had the ability to make you care about any sort of storyline he was in, whether it was with Brock Lesnar or whether it was with Eugene winning his gold medals, Kurt Angle. Kevin Owens is an absolute gem for the WWE and the WWE needs to thank their lucky stars that he decided to re-sign because this man is a walking, walking golden goose egg everywhere that he goes. I cannot give Kevin Owens higher praise. I mean, calling somebody uh, better than uh, than than prime Chris Jericho and also comparing him to prime Kurt Angle. Um yeah, I'm with you. Ezekiel versus Bobby Lashley. Ezekiel is dead on arrival. Ezekiel yep. versus Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins. Actually, I think Seth Rollins might Seth have made Rollins it work. Seth Rollins could cover that. Yeah, I think Seth Rollins could have made that work. Versus AJ Styles, an amazing worker. Yep. AJ Styles could carry it in the ring, but he can't carry it on television and make Ezekiel work. Kevin Owens can, and I care about this match not because of Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother, but because of Kevin Owens' ability to get this over like a mofo. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to add to that is I really feel that the uh, regular wrestling fan doesn't appreciate how good Kevin Owens actually is. They just see this larger guy, dad bod, come out with a temper and tattoos and just work in the ring, and they just see him screaming on the mic. But if you followed Kevin Owens from start to now, you know how good Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen really, really is. And I, you are, you've hit the nail on the head with this. He, I don't, it's the first one of the night, but Kevin Owen, Kevin Owens needs to be acknowledged by all wrestling fans for being as good as he is. I mean, there's a great overrated or underrated question. Kevin Owens, as good as he is and as over as he is, I still think he's underrated. Underrated. Let's move on to uh, the next one, which, again, it, I, I before I say what it is, I will say I like that this is on the card. Two young guys. Mm -hmm. Two young guys. I hope that they give them more than two minutes. I hope they give them 
eight to ten minutes to be able to do their thing in the ring. We have Theory going up against Mustafa Ali in a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. And before I hand it over to you, if the United States Championship is going to be used to elevate younger talent, these are the types of matches I want to see. These are the types of people that I want to see challenging for the United States Championship. The likes of Bobby Lashley, the likes of Orton, the likes of Riddle, they don't need to be anywhere near this. We need to elevate young talent, and I love, I love that this is a match on the card. Do I care about it is a different story, Steve. Do I care this, about it is a different yeah, story. I'll, I'll be quick on this. This is going to be young talent trying to prove a point on a big stage for them. Theory had his kind of entertaining moments at Mania, but now he's coming on to a premium live event, and he's got to work. And he's got to work and do well. I'm not saying Theory doesn't have the ability to work. I'm just saying he needs to prove himself one-on-one with a great worker in Mustafa Ali. I never thought I'd say that in my life. But my biggest concern with this match, and it has been since the day Mustafa Ali has walked back into WWE from all his BS, they have been squashing him left right and center and my biggest concern is that vince and the backroom staff are still not fully over what happened unless they are writing this into the story which they are doing a very good job of but i'm almost concerned that there's going to be some tomfoolery happening in this match and it's going to be a quick four or five minute match theory goes over and Mustafa Ali goes back to main event. That's my con- that's no, I think my that's concern. a fair concern. I think that's a very fair concern. But I'm not saying this is this does not have the potential to be one of the top two matches of the night, maybe top three. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: like sometimes WWE does it right when they give the young talent the ability to impress, but they also never capitalize as to what happens right after. I mean, Mustafa Ali has been a victim of this. Mustafa Ali versus uh, Cedric Alexander at WrestleMania. Do you remember the the John Cena meme where he sees them doing that crazy flip and it it pans to John Cena and the audience while he's waiting for The Undertaker all all amazed and shocked? They gave those guys the ability to work at that mania. And did did it lead to anything beyond that? Look where both guys are on the card right now. What I'm saying is simply... They both have the ability to put on a great match. Will they be given the context to be able to put on a great match? I don't know. What do I mean by the context? Are they allowed to do certain wrestling choreography that allows them to both look great? Are they And, and are they going to be given the time to be able to put together a great choreographed match? I don't know. All I'm saying right now is, one, Theory is winning, and two, I just like the fact that it's these two young great workers on the card in a singles match for a United States Championship match. It gives me vibes of um, of mid-2000 SmackDown, where you had... You really had a revolving door of young talent competing for for mid-card championships. I'm immediately thinking of the likes of Carlito, right? Uh, Orlando Jordan, John Cena. Um, That's what I like to see with the United States Championship. So who's winning? Who's winning, Steve? You haven't given yours. 
theory. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And last match of the night, Steve, we've got um and 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 by last match of the night, I didn't skip any. There's literally only six matches on this card right now. Uh Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan in a mixed six man six person tag team match versus Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Uh I mean, based on who's in this match, god damn, that's a that that's that's uh roster superstars right there um what what are your initial thoughts i've been i've been hogging a lot of mic time it, it's so funny santi i really but well you, you've been gone for a while you got it you're excited <laughs> i understand um my biggest concern is you and i are agreeing too much today we're agreeing too much um but if we're talking about this match i believe this match actually opens the night okay this is the one i believe that opens the night and to take it to take words out of your mouth, um, even though it's not a bunch of big guys, this is one of those meat slappers. Um, I think this is going to be physical. I think this is going to be potentially violent. Um, I actually do see Rhea taking a bump from one of the guys, which is going to be I I see this as fantastic choreography with the workers and the superstars that are in this match. I am excited for I personally don't care who wins this match because honestly the fans don't lose at all. Judgment Day gets more powerful building into this potential, you know, going after the bloodline which a lot of people are expecting from this. Um we could see a new member. I I see this being one of the matches that really could be the shock and awe match of the night. And again, I wish this was kind of in a cell. Like, we when was the last time we saw a triple, a uh, three-way tag? Uh, like in a cell. I don't think we, they could have done so much more with this. And I think this is lazy creative for what the pay-per-view could be. You know, um, there's a great feud between Rhea and Liv, uh, Edge and AJ, um, Finn and Damian still haven't really got that. A feud that makes sense, but you know they're there. I like this. I really do. I want this to be a good twenty-minute match. I hope they give them the full amount of time to take some good, serious bumps, have some good spots. Um, it's Hell in a Cell, so I don't think anything's disqualification in Hell in a Cell pay per view. I don't know. No, like, this is a regular match, as far as I can tell. Really? Yeah, it just says six-person tag team match. Oh, well, that's that's lame. That's as, at the very least, as of right now, who knows? We are recording this before before SmackDown. Um, that's true. My, my concern with this match, Steve, and, and by the way, I again, I'm, we're just agreeing because I agree with everything that you say. I think this could be great. My only concern with this match is that this is just another setup for another Judgment Day debut, um, which I'm down. I'm down to get another member of Judgment Day. Um, but do I want that at the expense of no longer just AJ Styles, right? Because it's been AJ, only AJ Styles that's been burned. It is WWE willing to debut someone and put them over at the expense of three superstars? Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan? Three superstars that could be in the main event picture, uh, respectively. Yeah. Like, we're talking about two ex-world champions 
two leaders of the Bullet Club. And we've got Liv Morgan, Morgan, who is arguably one of the most popular female wrestlers on the roster right now. Is WWE going to squash all three of them? So if they're going to, it has to be a huge name. It, it can't it can't be a small uh, up-and-comer. It can't be someone from NXT. It has to be someone that's established for us to genuinely believe that this person could be could sway the tide of a match that includes Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. Obviously, the first name that comes to mind and it's been been being teased this whole time has been Tommaso Ciampa. And we saw what happened on Monday Night Raw with they're not even using Ciampa right. So the fans that have been seeing him on Raw are like, oh, he's just this mid to low carter. So if it's not Ciampa, let's get a, get rid of Ciampa. Who? 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 It, that's the thing. Who? Who? Uh, I can only I only want Ciampa. That's that's also the problem. Um, yeah, I, honestly, like I said, we could go we could go all day about guessing who is going to be part the newest member of Judgment Day, but we should get back to the actual match itself. Yeah. yeah what yeah. do you think the result is going to be here? And honestly, more importantly. Who takes the pin? It's going to be. It's going to be Judgment Day going over. They're too hot right now to. Get buried. And I hate to say it. The only one that can afford. I say this right now that can afford to take the pin is AJ Styles. Sure. Yeah. Because they're using Finn horribly and he needs momentum. Liv is still in that area where coming out of this, she could move into because that brand split for me, that brand split is done. So like Liv could go over and go for the, you know, with the women's title over on SmackDown and, you know, do her thing. But she can't afford it. Neither can Finn. AJ has to take the pin in this. Okay. And it, ha- and it has to be Edge pinning AJ for a decent the, the renewing that rivalry, that, that great rivalry they've had. Yeah, with, with Edge in the match, I think it has to be Edge getting the pin here. Uh, yeah. I, I Again, I'm with you. I think we, we for the most part, with the exception of Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, we, we've agreed because I'm also picking Judgment Day here. And I am saying that Edge does pin AJ Styles because the 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 feud is there, right? Um, and AJ Styles doesn't really get damage from taking pinfall losses. And do you really take a do you really take damage from taking a pinfall loss from a Hall of Famer like Edge? So um, I'm with you. I think it is going to be uh, Judgment Day going over on um, on Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. And we have one more match of the night. We have the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns versus wait wait Steve. There is no Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, on this pay-per-view. That's a little bit weird because I'm pretty sure last time I checked, he's the main champion of this company. What the hell? Yeah, um, like we stated at the start, this is very concerning that not even just that, well, the face of the company, the, the man in God mode, God mode, acknowledge your tribal chief. I don't even see where he could fit in a any nothing makes sense for a run in nothing makes sense for him to even have his music hit nothing so what the I've only sworn once on this I'll take the second one what the fuck is WWE doing 
keeping him off this card. You couldn't even put him in like a, you know, a talk show halfway through to start building a new feud or something. A Miz TV or something. Something. But you keep Roman? Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the bloodline, the face of the company. Do you ever, when was the last time John Cena as a champion was kept off a pay-per-view? When was the last time The Rock as a champion was kept off a pay-per-view? It doesn't happen. So what is going on with this new contract of Roman's to have him have the ability to miss premium live events yeah all i know is we were considering potentially going to hell in a cell based on this card i'm glad we didn't um, Oh, i'm so glad I didn't. yeah yeah all right steve well that is our go home episode of hell in a cell where can people find you guys right now i'm on a bit of a hiatus from twitch so uh if you want to go follow my twitch it's twitch.tv slash mr tesh or you can find me over on tiktok uh on the straight shoot channel with our lovely co-host uh santiago and uh yeah just come check out some of our new content we've got a new segment going on going on uh which has done some great traction and uh always 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 remember put your requests in the comments guys santi what about you uh yeah of course you can find me over on street shoot on tiktok miss uh santi zap over on twitch and mr santi zap over on tiktok as well um but if you are, again, listening on any podcast services, thank you. If your podcast service allows you to leave a review, please make sure to give us the highest review. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to leave this comment a like. Subscribe with notifications on if you're willing. You can always unsubscribe. It is free to subscribe, so uh, you can always change your mind. But thank you very much. Keep a lookout for additional uh, content throughout the week. We're very excited to be able to... Uh, to focus on giving you guys additional content later this week. You guys should be seeing the oh, our top 10 Hell in a Cell matches. So thank you guys very much for watching, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care.